Yes. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? This is cool. I get to speak for more than five minutes and it's good. It's really fun. Um, I do want to talk about the ask, our asks, not our other word that we're not allowed to say. What I also wanted to talk a little bit about, just to introduction, is the season and time that we are in at the moment. I don't know if anyone else is feeling, well, I'm sure you all have your feelings about what season we're in, what's happening at the moment. It's literally pregnant, like this, not like physically pregnant, but spiritually pregnant. The season is pregnant. So there is abundance in this season. It is like stuff is flying everywhere. There's amazing stuff happening. There's lots of changes happening. There's also a lot of contention happening. So if you're feeling a little bit bipolar, welcome to the season (laughs) because there is this amazing stuff and then there's this crazy stuff that's happening at the same time. I don't know if you guys keep up with the whole Hebrew year thing. Does anyone know what I'm talking about with the Hebrew year? Oh, look at you guys. Of course you do. This weekend slash tomorrow, am I getting this right? Yes? Yes. Tomorrow, the 30th of September, is the new Hebrew year, which is 5780. Is that how you say it? Good. I don't know why I'm checking with you. Sorry. And it is a significant season. So the Hebrew year, it goes in 10-year blocks, so in decades. And so last decade between 2010 and 2019, that block before it changed, um, was the year of seeing and the eye and look, all that kind of stuff. So last year's prophetic outlook that I looked up was titled A Look Ahead 5779, The Year to See the Snake in the Grass. What is that? Does anyone have any like, whoa, like I did? Python kind of, woo. So it was the year of seeing what God was doing and seeing what the enemy was doing and seeing what he was saying to you and a lot of seeing, seeing, seeing. This decade that we're moving into is the decade of the mouth and the roar. (laughs) Pointing to so many people because... Everyone has been talking to me about this roar and this lion thing. And I walk in the room, she's like, I saw the roar over you. I'm like, of course you did. And other people are like, I've been birthing this roar all week. And I'm like, of course you have. And it's just, and this has all come together. And then literally this morning on Elijah List, this thing was released from I don't know even who, Wendy, who's not here tonight, sent it to me. She's like, oh my gosh, this just came through. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm literally speaking on that today. So it's just this combination of stuff being released, but it's about understanding the season that we're in. So it is the decade of the mouth, um, and it's called the pay, P-E-Y, is the Hebrew character of a mouth. Um, So this year and the nine years to follow will be an invitation to speak what God has shown us in the last decade. So you've been seeing a lot of stuff, but now it's time to release However, in saying that, the key and the wisdom, the key is wisdom in this season, to know when to speak but to know when to be silent at the same time. So there's a time for everything um, in the season. And now mouth is a whole lot of breath. It's life. 
God breathed things into life. He spoke the world into being. So we're talking kind of major, amazing stuff about to be birthed and brought forward in this. Um, Breath is also Holy Spirit. There's a lot of prophecy around that. It's going to be super exciting. Uh, The other thing I read about this season is to declare the impossible is possible. It's about declaring that. So despite the cliche use of 2020 as perfect vision, this is not the coming year for vision setting so much as it is the year for vision declaring. Yeah? We're not just setting vision now. We're going to declare the vision. It's getting powerful, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another thing I read, this is the last one, I promise, and then we're going to do the asking thing. A war and a wedding feast. It's that bipolar thing we've been talking about. A war and a wedding feast with contradictory forces playing out. The ending of one period and the beginning of a new chapter. So if you feel like there's stuff coming to an end for you and stuff's changing and shifting and then you're moving into new stuff, welcome to thine season. That's what it's about. So strap yourselves in. It's going to be amazing. It's literally shifting tomorrow slash today but it's going to be epic, and we will revisit that, I promise. Okay. Who has been going after their asks? Who knows what I'm talking about when we say asks? Who doesn't know what I'm talking about when we say our asks? A couple. To recap in five seconds, Tim uh, brought us a message three weeks ago. Yes. Three weeks ago, before Deb did her amazing two-week Um, thing on faith, which has been so good, Um, all about um, this prophetic word that was released to our church from a very close friend of Tim and Deb's, where she said, this wave of healing is going to push us back onto our asks, just to say it, back onto your ask. So there is a wave of healing in this, which is what we're pursuing with Elijah House, At the same time as going after healing, we're pushing forward into what God is doing. So it's a both and. We don't retreat from our world to get all healed and then we can go and do stuff. It's both and in the kingdom. So you can be on your healing journey at the same time. You can go prophesy over nations. You don't have to wait to be 100% healed before you get to go do that. So in the midst of our healing journey in Elijah House, what we're doing... We're asking, and we're asking big. And in this season where it's pregnant and there is opportunity and open doors in this season that we have not seen for a really long time. And this is not something you want to miss out on, let me tell you. This is something that we want to grab with both hands, chase down, run after, and jump on top of, and be like, give me all you've got. And we're going to squeeze this season to the max to get everything out of it that we can. This is not the squeeze season like Deb talked about before, just to clarify. Not in the squeeze. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so back to our asking. That was more than five seconds. Our asking. Um, Who has written a list of what they're asking Jesus (laughs) Jesus for this season? Big hands right up there. Who has been a little bit intimidated about writing a list? Who has no idea what I'm talking about? That's okay. 
When we talk about asking, it's asking God, what do you want? So basically God's saying, what do you want? What do you want out of your life? What do you want me to give you? What do you want to see your world like? What, do you, what are you chasing after? What are you asking Jesus for? What do you want? And some of that may be, oh, I just want a happy life and I just want world peace. And I just want oh, maybe a car, that could be cool. Or maybe an upgrade in my job. That's all good stuff. Not bad at all. But where we want to get to is the kind of ask that's like a Ferrari. What I'm not saying is to ask for Ferrari. <laughs> However, if you want one, go right ahead. But I think quite often we ask for a secondhand Toyota. And God's like, really? And you're like, no, it'll do me. It'll be okay. I'll get by. It'll get me from A to B. It's cool. Well, that's all I need. And then we wonder why God isn't answering our prayer. You know why? Because you're worth more. He wants to give you something better. So then you might upgrade to like a Mazda X. Help me, was I? A Mazda CX-9. PT-50. So you go up to there. And you're like, Jesus, that's what I want. Oh, that's the, that's the pinnacle? Not, not a Ferrari? Oh. So we ask for a, you know, a good, cool Mazda car. Right? And God's like, there's more. There is more that I want. Why are you stopping at a Mazda? Not that Mazda's bad. But why are you stopping at a Mazda? Let's go for a Porsche. Yeah? And then he's like, no, why are you stopping at a Porsche? Go all the way to a Ferrari, the most expensive, you know, 100 million. The kind of car you can buy, like, instead of a house, you buy a car. Same thing. And it costs, you know, more to buy that car instead of a house type of car. That's the kind of... <laughs> Did that make any sense? I really shouldn't have used cars because I don't know about them. Tesla. Tesla. Is that the most expensive car? Yes. That's where we're at, people. That's the kind of asking that we're talking about. As in, ask big. Ask for something outrageous that only God can come through on. Ask for the impossible. Yeah? So too often we just settle for what's, I, I can get by with that. It's fine. And it's, it's a shallow ask. It's a safe ask. And we're jumping out of the boat and we're diving into the water and we're going deep. So what we're going to do today is go on a journey of getting to a place where we can ask from that deep place where deep calls unto deep. And your ask is going to come from a heart place where actually it's going to get emotional. And there's also going to be a fear of rejection because it's so huge and it's so intimate and so deep that there's a fear around that. And we'll be totally honest about that. There's also a fear of disappointment. What if it doesn't happen? Or what if I've asked before and it didn't happen? What do we do with that? Any ideas? Ask anyway. Chuck a tantrum. Totally an option. Not a great one. But it's an option. Yeah. Yep. For me, and I will share my ask list. I'm just delaying it. Just to be honest. For me, it's about trust. And 
what Deb's been talking about with the whole faith thing, it's also about trust. It's about trusting God enough to ask for the big things no matter what. No matter what if anyone else thinks, I'm going to ask. No matter what if I've been disappointed in the past or I'm scared about not getting what I ask for, I'm going to ask anyway because he's the good, good father. He loves us. His promises over us are yes and amen. And the light is green. So until he says no, the light is green to go and to do and to ask and to run after it, to chase it down. So let me tell you a little story about trust for me. Do you trust God no matter what the circumstances look like? Do you trust him with your dreams, your passions, your desires and your future? Do you really trust him? How I came to I-61, my story of do I trust God? Um, I'm a single parent, so I'm divorced. I'm assuming most of you know my story. I'm not going to go into that today, maybe another time. Um, That was a huge trauma in my world, as you can imagine. Um, My husband was unfaithful, and I also will not go into the details today, but maybe another time. Um, So in the midst of that, I had an 11-month-old boy and a -a three-and-a-half-year-old boy. And what I discovered early in my marriage, I've only ever been to two churches before, Epping Church of Christ, which I grew up in until I got married, and then God said, go to Dayspring. So that was my only two experiences of church. Now, what I discovered when moving between Epping Church of Christ and Dayspring was even though God had said, this is the church I want you to go to, we both prayed about it when we got married because we came from two different churches of Christ. So we felt to go to one church together, being Dayspring. And at that time, I was in my last year of Bible college. I was moving out of home for the first time because I was getting married. I'd never been out of home. I was only 22. So I'd never been out of home before studying Bible college, never lived with someone else before, um, and all of that was happening. And then I changed churches, which I'd also never done before. I would not recommend that to anyone, (laughs) ever. Just, I mean, listen to Jesus and do what he says. That's not a great combo. (laughs) I was messed up for a few months there, and I kind of sat at the back of day spring with, um, go away written on my forehead of, I don't want to be here. Um, And then Jesus came and wrecked me in the best possible way. And I ended up doing School of the Supernatural and it was all amazing. And actually Dayspring transformed my life. So I'm very grateful that God took me there, but took a little bit of time. And then fast forward to my marriage ending. And that was going super hard, lots of trauma, Lots of stuff happening for me. And then Tim and Deb decided to start a church. And I had known Tim since we were at Epping Church of Christ days when I was in the youth, and he was my youth leader. And actually, he was the chaplain at my high school when I was in high school. So if you want any dirty secrets, don't ask, because he's got lots on me. (laughs) Not saying anything. And 
Um, so they started up this church and we talked about that like a bazillion years ago. And I was like, wow, awesome timing, not. And I felt like God said, go. And I'm like, I not. Not a great idea to up me and my kids and move churches. No way. And God said, well, do you trust me or don't you? I was like. That is not a question I want to answer right now. So I said, fine, I do trust you. So I went along to Jen's house, which I think you'd met once or twice before I got there. And I walked in, I'm like, I trust you, trust you, trust you, trust you, I'm not doing this, not doing this, not doing this. Walked in, I'm like, this is a brand new church, pioneering environment, not the kind of thing I need to be in right now because of my life circumstance. Walked in and just got undone again by just the love of God and just it felt like home and everything there. I was like, oh, and I just melted and I went, yep, trust you. (laughs) So up to my life and came to I-61 and I, it's, yep, best thing I ever did, absolute best thing I ever did. And the love and family that is here and has been here right from the beginning, has been exactly what I needed. But I thought I knew better what I needed because I kind of thought I had that. But actually, God knew better about what I needed, which was I-61. So trust is a huge thing. Even when you feel like that does not make sense, that is not right, ask God, do you trust him? And that's where also where our anchor verses come in that Deb was talking about. It's like, trust him no matter what. And I can do all things. My anchor verse is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that constantly comes back to me. If he says, I can do all things, that means all things. Not just the things I feel like I could do or the things I feel comfortable in doing. All things. So no matter what he says or calls me to, I can do it. Okay. I'm going to share my little, not so little. Okay. Just FYI, I'm freaking out. If I stumble, it's because this is deep pouring out of me. Okay. I'm being very vulnerable right now, just to let you know. Okay. What I want. I want a husband to do life and kingdom journey with. I want to be a prophetic voice in our nation. I want to travel and speak. I want to find my voice and my message. I want to move mountains. I want my boys to have powerful, lasting encounters with Jesus. I want to live fully alive and take risks in faith. I want God's heart for this nation. I want to partner with God in setting people free. I want more fire. I want to prophesy over the land. I want to release angels on assignment. I want to see transformation of cities in many nations. I want to be part of revival. I want to raise up the next generation of leaders. 
I want to see a generation of fire and glory carriers. I want to no longer settle and be comfortable in the same holding pattern. I want to move forward every day. I want an intimacy with God that goes beyond comprehension. I want to grow and learn something new all the time. I want a house of my own, a big one. I want a new car. Don't care what it is. I want to be in full-time paid ministry. I want to be able to be me in the spirit and not worry about other people will think or judge. I want to be bold and courageous. I want to mother my boys into their greatness. And I want to mother I-61 people into their greatness. It's really powerful when you say it out loud because you're actually prophesying over yourself. Really powerful. And when you say it out loud, you're not only saying it to heaven, you're saying it to the enemy as well. And when you say it in front of family, they get to love you and keep you accountable when you start to settle. And they get to call you up to who you are and what you actually want. We're going to do that together. I'm not going to ask you to write a long list. We're going to choose one. And I want you to find someone in the room that you feel comfortable with, in pairs. And we're going to write down in your phone. Now, it needs to be in your phone. I'll tell you why. Because I want you to carry it with you everywhere. And I want you to be able to access it at any time. Yeah? So we're carrying it in spirit. We're carrying it in the natural. And we're going to say it out loud to someone that loves us today. So even if you need to find a threesome or someone that you feel like even someone that you're in a group with, that you're going to keep accountable with, we're just saying one thing. I encourage you to write a list as long as you can when you get home. Absolutely go for it. But today we're going to start with one. It needs to be a Ferrari. Ask. Ferrari level. Ask. Something that's deep in here. Before we go there, I know Martha's already getting ready, but that's okay. (laughs) She's on it. Before we go there, we want to talk about disappointment and rejection. Who has experienced disappointment when they've asked? Please stand. You don't have to stand. You're already standing in spirit. Disappointment is one of the biggest things that holds us back from our destiny. And it sucks. And it's robbery. And when it holds us back... It is not allowing us to walk into the fullness of life and everything that God has for you. And that's when we settle. It's too scary and it doesn't always work. There's a lot of things in the kingdom we don't understand. But we give it to Jesus and we trust that he knows. He absolutely knows. And we can trust him because he's a good, good father.
So we're going to break off disappointment off you. You go where you need to go with Jesus. I'm going to pray. But if you want to say in your words to Jesus, you give over every disappointment that has held you back. Now, don't go digging for lots of stuff that may not be there. Just whatever the Spirit leads you to right now, just in this moment, where you've been disappointed in the past, we're just going to give it to Jesus. And we're going to just break it off your life so that it doesn't hold you back anymore. Kelvin, is okay if we get a little bit of music in the background? Just while we do a little bit of time with Jesus. Yeah, so God, we just know that disappointment is not from you. It is not in your kingdom. That's not what you're about. And God, we just confess that we have been disappointed probably many times before. And we just choose right now to bring that disappointment to you. We name it. We say it before you right now. And we give it to you right now. And we also break off the fear of disappointment. We're scared that if we put it out there, and we might, it might not happen, we might not get it. We just break off that fear of disappointment right now in Jesus' name. We tell it to go. And we just declare faith and hope into every heart. Where there's been disappointment, we declare faith and hope in Jesus' name. Everywhere where people have been robbed, we just declare recompense right now in Jesus' name. Absolute recompense. Yeah, where the enemy has come in to steal and destroy, we just declare absolute recompense, restoration, life, hope. Yeah, Jesus, we choose right now to just let go of every bit of disappointment. Where we've held on to it, we let it go. We let it go. Holy Spirit, would you come and wash it off us? Wash off the disappointment. We let it go. I just feel like some of you are holding that thing. You're holding it, holding it, holding it. Just let it go. Let it go. Let go of every bit of disappointment. Oh, we let it go. Just wash it off us, God. Wash it off us. Now we're going to go after a rejection. So if fear of rejection, of putting yourself right out there and your dreams and your passions, your desires of saying them out loud, if there is any fear of rejection or judgment... On that, you can remain standing. If you don't feel like that's you, you can sit. Yeah, God, we just pray healing for any past rejection right now in Jesus' name. I just declare healing over hearts where rejection has come in, where judgment has come in on our dreams, on our passions, on our desires. When we've put ourselves out there and we have been knocked down and pushed around and squeezed we just break that off you right now in Jesus' name. We speak healing to every heart and to every mind where those thoughts have gone over and over and over like a tape 
in our head. See, I shouldn't have done it, shouldn't have said it. It's out there now, stuffed it. We just break off those thinking patterns right now in Jesus' name. And we just release the love of the Father. We have an audience of one. He's it. He's the one that matters. It's him. When you were in your mother's womb, he placed those dreams, those desires in you. When you're in your mother's womb, they're real and that's who you are. And he loves who you are, who he's created you to be. I just release that acceptance of the Father over you right now. That unconditional love of everything that you are, everything that you carry, everything that your heart desires, everything that he has placed in you. We just release acceptance and love in Jesus' name. We just tell every bit of rejection to get off right now in Jesus' name. Every bit of fear of rejection, we tell you to go right now in Jesus' name. You're welcome to sit when you're ready. All right, now it's time to find your person or people that you're going to feel comfortable in sharing your one thing. It's okay if you need a threesome. Totally fine. We're not sharing yet. Oh, you keen beans. Let me give you some guidelines around the way we're going to do this. We're going to take a moment to sit with Jesus and we're going to ask him, what's our ask? Because we're doing it together with him. This is not something you have to come up with intellectually on your own. This is a heart transaction. This is a deep place, dream or passion that you want in your world just one thing don't have to tell your whole life story and your whole 20 list like 29 list that I did (laughs) we're just going to choose one I want you to sit with the spirit for a moment and just ask him what your one thing is that you feel comfortable to share make sure it's a good one as in you know what I mean when I say a good one Ferrari we're going for Ferrari All right, so take your moment now with Jesus and then we're going to say it out loud together in a group. Holy Spirit, I just ask right now that you would speak to our hearts, that you would remind us of what you put inside of us in our mother's womb, those deep heart desires, those dreams, those passions, where your deep calls unto our deep. Would you connect us with that right now? Yeah, Holy Spirit, come. Remind us, God, of who we are, of what you called us to, of the bigness and the greatness that you have in store for us. When you're ready, you can start sharing out loud. And don't forget to put it in your phone. Has everyone got their phones out? Don't forget to put it in your phone. 
not the other person's necessarily, just yours. Okay, guys, just one more minute. Make sure you've written it down in your phone. Okay, I encourage you to finish up what you're sharing and we're going to come back together. Okay, how did we all go? How's everyone feeling? Anyone a little bit outside their comfort zone? One person. Two people. Yes. Anyone a lot outside their comfort zone? Okay, okay. You're crying. It's good. It's good. Who just prophesied something pretty amazing over their life? Their own life. Who just spoke something out that you're like, oh my goodness, it's out there now. Excellent. Who is trusting Jesus with every part of their being right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome to the season. (laughs) It is going to be an awesome ride because you have just declared amazingness into your world. You have just... Amazingness. It's a word, right? You have just declared the goodness of God into your life. And you've spoken that out aloud. No one had to come and prophesy you. We didn't need a guest speaker to come and be all like, here's who you are and here's what you've got and thus says the Lord. You just did all that yourself. Freaked yourself out a little bit, but you did it. And now you get to go home and go, okay, Jesus, what else is there? What else are you doing in my life? What else are you speaking over me? What else have you put inside of me that I might not even know about yet. Let him stir that in you. Let him stir up the more that is available in you. Let me read you something from the Elijah list that literally came out today that freaked me out in a good way. The more of God, would you believe? We are now entering a new season I believe it is symbolic to what God is doing in the supernatural. Do not remember the former things. This is from Isaiah 43, 18, 19. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Who needs that road in the wilderness and who needs (laughs) mega rivers in the desert. <laughs> yep, you'll get it. It's coming. It's on. It's a promise. It's in the Bible, people. It's in the Bible. It's a promise from God. God clearly wants us to not look to what was, but to fix our eyes on what is. He is about to do a new thing within our lives. Moving in a new direction can be difficult and resistant. It is easy to want to remain where we are because it's familiar, secure, and comfortable to us. Hello. However, we must realise that there is always more with God. There is more for us to discover about him and for us to learn about ourselves. The enemy wants you to remain where you are to become stagnant, unproductive, and fruitless. We must guard ourselves from his entrapments. God desires for you to experience the more within your life. 
but you cannot do it by remaining comfortable and complacent. There must be something within you that yearns for the more of God to be revealed in you. Who wants that yearning for the more? Who wants to be more hungry than you've ever been hungry before to go after all the more that God has for you? A little bit. That's where the ask comes in. You want it, you want it, you want it, and that's how you get it. You ask, you ask, and this season is about running into the throne room boldly, jumping up onto daddy's lap and going, I want this and this and this. I have a list. Here it is. And do you know how much he loves that? He loves when we come bounding in like a little child, absolutely boldly into that throne room, jump on his lap and go, I want this, like a Christmas list. Who, has, who does Christmas lists? You know, when children do Christmas lists, I want this and this and this. Oh, yeah. Talk to Santa. But we get to do that in the kingdom, and God loves it. He loves when we ask him. Who wants more? Let's stand. This is where we're ending, by the way. No more standing and stuff. In fact, let's all come forward. I'm just such a come forward person. Let's go. Forward, forward. It's kind of like if you want it, come get it. So we're coming. Yes. See, this is where I like where you're at. Come forward. We're showing our hunger. And sometimes what we do in the physical and in the natural, it impacts what happens in spirit. It's good. Maybe could we get guitar symbol happening (laughs) not me (laughs) just keeping you all in the loop yeah Jesus we come boldly right now and we say we want more we want more of you in our world we want more of you flowing in us flowing through us we want to experience the more of you we know that there is more to you than we can ever comprehend And we know that when we get to heaven, there's still going to be more. But God, would you sow a hunger in us and dig a deep hunger in us that cannot be satisfied, a hunger in us and a thirst in us to go after you no matter what, that there is no fear of disappointment, there is no fear of judgment or rejection. All there is is an audience of one that we are running to with, God, I want this. I want the more. I want all of what you have for me. And I'm not going to sit in complacency and I'm not going to sit in the same cycle that I've been in. Who's been in a, like a holding pattern, like the planes going around and around the airport, holding and stuck and still going, but not really going anywhere. That holding pattern is ending. This season is about that holding pattern ending. Yeah? So put your hand on your heart. I declare this holding pattern that the enemy has kept me small in is ending right now in Jesus' name. I prophesy the more of Jesus into my world possible. I trust you, Jesus.
Jesus, no matter what the circumstances, that you are good and your promises over my life are yes and amen. And I am going for it until you say stop. The light is green and I'm going to chase down my dreams. Joyful noise unto the Lord. Use your mouth, let's practice. 